0: Welcome to Coffee to Go, where we center ourselves in the scriptures, seasons, and holy days of the Christian tradition. I'm Karen Peter, here with Blake Smith, and we welcome you on the journey. So our question uh, each week, and actually twice this weekend, as we had Epiphany yesterday and the first Sunday following Epiphany today is, where are we with Jesus this week? So on the first Sunday, um, in the season after Epiphany, the season of light, uh, the Spirit illumines the baptism of Jesus. This is where we read the baptism story. And it's where we kind of um, skip a little bit from infant to toddler to now Jesus is an adult <laughs> and is being baptized. But that's all poetic license in the Gospels and in the Christian calendar, and so we will go with it. So we are back out in the wilderness with John the baptizer today. But today, um, John is not just talking about Jesus. Jesus is present as well. So let's look in and see what's going on.
1: All right. Well, our gospel passage today comes from the gospel of Mark, the first chapter, the fourth through the 11th verse. And as you mentioned, we're going back And the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. This passage is one of those passages that opens up that debate of fully human, fully divine for us. It's important for us to remember that um, actually we believe that Jesus is both fully human and fully divine and and in order to have the wholeness of that we have to be able to see and accept and have in our overall system this recognition that Jesus was in fact fully human in order to fully understand and live in our circumstance and be able to say i know what your life is i have i have lived it with you that Jesus probably experienced some of the emotions and the physical hurts and and the things that we do, and um, probably some doubt, maybe. I mean, I think we we see that. We don't really have time in this episode to to go through those instances, but I think if we look carefully, um, we can, without diminishing the value of Jesus as being fully divine, also see Jesus as fully human. Maybe he didn't need to repent. Maybe he did, but he needed to experience the fullness of life in the human perspective and as a human. So,
0: Well, that makes it um, easier to understand, Blake, why we would go through a baptismal scene for Jesus. Because I know for a lot of people, there was that, why would Jesus need to be baptized? So that helps us process that a little bit today.
1: Yeah, yeah. Another thing um, that we see in this passage, we're again reminded of the wilderness, and wilderness comes out a lot in the passages. We see it. um, One of the things that I think that is important is that it takes us back to the Exodus. Um, And and why is that important? Because it was in that time in the wilderness that the Israelites um, had difficulty acknowledging God's presence. Um, As a matter of fact, at times wanted to just go back to Egypt because they thought they'd been abandoned. And But the reality was that God had never left them, that God was always with them in the midst of that. So that's important. I think for me, if I'm being honest, I'm one who in the past has has quickly gone to this idea, oh, well, the wilderness re- uh, represents this time of, of chaos or tor- turmoil or being lost or uncertainty of wandering. Um, but I found... Um, a piece um, from a theologian uh, by the name of Dolores Williams that I found to be really, really helpful. And it comes out of the um, the black church tradition. Uh, and, and this is what she has to say about that. Um, again, this is Dolores Williams. And she says, rather than a place to be feared, we reinterpret the wilderness through the lens of the biblical Hagar. Wilderness is a place of struggle and spirit both problematic and promising, for it is in the wilderness that Hagar meets God. She goes on to say that the symbolic wilderness enables us to hear the sounds of ancestors who navigated difficult terrain, preparing the way for generations to come. It is a space where faith is cultivated and strengthened. So it gives us a little hope for times that we might consider wilderness in our lives, but also not to see it as just a bad time, but a time of faithful journey and discovery, um, I think is really helpful for us. And that's where all of these people were, these throngs of people were going to the wilderness to meet John, to to discover something new. They were on a journey journey. And finally, um, from the passage, we see at the end this hovering of the dove, hovering of the Holy Spirit. Um, We're familiar with that image of the dove. The dove makes an appearance as the symbol of the presence of Holy Spirit throughout the scriptures. Uh, The dove hovered over the seas at creation. Um, The dove hovered over Moses when he was told to call the 50 elders the dove hovers over the waters of baptism, um, and uh, you and I, Karen, have talked about that hovering. Why does the spirit always hover? <laughs> yeah. a question to a, a question to ponder for future episodes, perhaps. <laughs> there is a lot
0: of hovering when the spirit appears in kind of a symbolic form of dove or or otherwise, and um, I don't think I ever realized it until we started talking about this episode. It's like wait. <laughs> There are a couple of things going on here. There seems to always be water and there's always a lot of hovering. So I, I, I need to look into this. Yeah. There's a project oh, nine episode
1: in our future. <laughs> there you go. Or listeners, if you have insights into that, feel free to write us and let us know. I'd love, I'd, I'm going to have to do some looking into that. But ultimately this, this hovering, uh, the presence uh, of, of the dove, the Holy spirit is a signal of God's eternal presence. Again, that, Looking back to the Exodus and, and acknowledging, maybe in hindsight, but but acknowledging that God's eternal presence is always with us. God does not abandon us. Yeah. So three things in the in the passage and, and uh, some questions that we might consider, one, one for each of those pieces. The first one would be, uh, as we think about this Jesus as being fully human and fully divine, we might ask ourselves, who is Jesus to me? Um, Are there particular points uh, in or life circumstances that might be more meaningful for Jesus to be more of one than the other? Um, And what what is that and why? Um, With regards to the wilderness, um, we might ask ourselves, when have we found respite or even challenge So if we see the positive and the negative of wilderness, when have we found respite or a challenge in the wilderness? And and how have we um, perhaps grown from that? And then finally, with this idea of the hovering spirit, when have I felt the spirit hovering over or near me? Because if one thing is for sure, we know from our experience that God is always present.
0: So I I love that idea of hovering. It's going to stay with me for a while. And so when I think about how we can experience this scripture this week, it it goes there. My brain goes there. So this week, maybe each day we can make a choice, make an intentional choice to look for signs of that spirit hovering. Um, What catches your attention this week and signals for you that God is with you? signals God's holy presence. Um, How do you sense that this week? Try to make a point to look for that. And it may not be a dove, but it may be some other kind of signal or symbol that triggers that for you, that you sense God's holy presence. And then you might even want to reflect on, or if you're a journaler to journal about, um, what is your response when you see that, that symbol or that signal of God's holy presence hovering near you?
1: All right. Well, let's close out with a blessing. It's a Celtic blessing for everyday life by Ray Simpson. Into the life of the spirit, I immerse you that the spirit may light up your night and give you power to do right into the endless life of your soul friend. I immerse you into the life of the three. I immerse you that they may fill you with love lift you to heaven above into the selfless love of the trinity i immerse you well as we travel through this epiphany season we pray that you our listeners will find evidence of god's appearing in your presence and uh, we invite you as always to join us again next week for the next part of our journey through the liturgical seasons and holy days of the christian tradition